You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband, Jack, and we're hosting Real Presence Live this morning. We're happy you're here. Hope that you're cozy and warm somewhere. It's wet and cold in Fargo. Um, our next guest is... is uh, I can say old friend of mine. She's not old, but she's been a friend for quite a few years. We go way back to St. Anthony years. Anyway, but we're going to start. Um, Stella Jeffrey is here with us to talk a little bit about evangelization. But Stella, I have a joke because it's the feast day of St. John Paul II. Oh, dear. Oh, so dear. I have a John Paul II joke. It's so great. take just a few seconds of your time. So John Paul II was on tour in the United States some years ago. During a stop in Atlanta, Georgia, an admirer presented him with a beautiful handmade ring. But somehow, in the hectic confusion of the tour, the ring was misplaced. Don't worry, Your Holiness, said the Pope's aide. I'm sure it will turn up before we leave the States. The tour was so busy that the lost ring slipped everyone's mind. The Pope and his entourage were on the jet, preparing for the trip back to Vatican City. Just then, a Beatles song came on the loudspeaker. The aide stood up. Hey, that reminds me, he said. Where did John Paul's Georgian Ringo go? (laughs) Ringo. Ringo. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) I do. Okay. All right, Stella, would you please... My wife is a laugh riot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make that joke up. I couldn't make that joke up. Um, So, Stella, welcome. And please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Jack and Doreen. It's good to be here. My name is Stella, and I work over at Holy Spirit Catholic Church here in Fargo. I have been involved with various ministries at the church, uh, from evangelization teams to, um, I guess, being a religious education, catechist, uh, all, all sorts of things. Most recently, I just have been working on my doctorate degree. I turned it in at the... I guess the end of February and graduated on May 4th. So this is a great accomplishment for me. It took a long time. Woohoo! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That was a long, arduous path, too, was it not? It was. It was. What was the, what was the name of, or the title of your dissertation? Uh, the title was um, J- um, St. Paul's Understanding of Anthropology for the New Evangelization. So it, the work was considered to be a redemptive anthropology. Basically, that we've been made to and for God. Oh, so it's something as Catholics that we've heard many, many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understood that last part. We are made to and for God. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You remind you put you give me a flashback to first grade. Why did God make you? Because God loves us. We all know it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. All right. So, um, what can you tell us a little bit about? Um, how you have um, experienced personally that work of evangelization. You've done a doctoral dissertation on it. You've, um, you're working in the parish right now, but some, some kind of practical experiences with that. Sure. I think it's, it's helpful before getting started into the conversation to um, think about what evangelization is. Um, it, there's many different definitions, and 
as far as the work of the church goes, much of what we do is to bring people to know Jesus Christ. And so in that sense, everything we do is evangelization, right? But there's also this idea of reaching those intentionally who don't know Jesus Christ. And even in the Midwest, there's many, many people that fit into that category, right? And then um, there's also this thing called the new evangelization, and its newness comes in that people might know the name of Jesus, right? They might have heard some different tidbits about Christianity and feel like they actually know, but in truth, they don't actually know. I was on a team and we were going door to door. It was here in Fargo. And this was, we didn't always have these kinds of extreme experiences, but we knocked on the door and the person answered and she was very gracious. She goes, you know, my husband and I were saying we should get a religion. And I remember thinking, get a get a religion. Oh, this would be incredible if she's listening to, <laughs> to this story. I don't know if she is or not, but I was like, get a religion. She goes, well, you know, like we have kids now and and it seems like a good thing. Like adults get religions, you know, or however. And she's talked about it like you would go to the store and buy it. Shop for right, it. Shop for mm-hmm. it. And I said, well, I'm we're, we're Catholics. And um, do, do you know anything about Jesus Christ? And she kind of looked at me. She goes, of course. Um, Mel Gibson just made a movie about him. Right? The Passion had just come out that year. And I, I remember being surprised that there would be someone in Fargo whose knowledge of Jesus Christ was, hey, they just made a movie about him. Um, it was a great experience to actually tell someone the basic gospel of saying, you know, have you heard that God made you? Have you heard that God loves you? Right? Have you, have you heard that the mess of life, that Jesus Christ has come to take care of that and, and he, he wants a relationship with you? Are you interested in that, that sort of relationship? No, um, we didn't do all of that that day, right? <laughs> <laughs> but definitely talk to her about like, the church is there, Christ is there, he's waiting for you. Could you say something, Stella, about that relationship between Christ and his church? Because it seems like it sounds Protestant to have a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ versus um, entering into full communion in the Catholic Church. What, you know, think of the Venn diagram, you know, <laughs> what's in the middle there? Um, the, yeah, thanks for the question, yeah, Marie. This is, very, this is very good. It isn't, it's, it's like, it isn't that it's that difficult of a question to answer, Right. In, in a sense, we really kind of need two conversions, as I'm going to say it in the perspective of Americans, right? We need the conversion to Jesus Christ, but we also have to have an understanding that we're not just radical individuals, right? That our conversion to Jesus Christ is a conversion into a relationship with Him personally, but also a relationship into His body, right? In um, St. Paul, and uh, it's probably Romans 12 as an example of how we are members of the one body of Christ. We, we still remain ourselves, but we belong to a body. So in the case of belonging to the Catholic Church, right, we're, we're saying, hey, we're united to Jesus Christ, and in being united with Him, we're united to His family, the Church, right? His body, the Church. Um, so it really is. It's like two conversions. You have to be first convinced that Jesus Christ is the Savior, right? And you have to be convinced that He... He has left a way for us to really belong in a, in a visible, tangible presence, even while we're here on earth. So it's sort of that both-end thing. He, he 
desires a personal relationship with us, we respond to that. But we, in responding to that, become part of a community. Absolutely, right. athlete. And it's, it's, it's more than a community. We belong to his body. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great analogy to, that Paul has proposed is that think of yourself as belonging to a body. Right? Uh, I think it's in Corinthians. Paul will say, you can't look to the foot and say, I don't need you, or the hand, I don't need you, or the eye, I don't need you. Everyone is needed. They're needed in a different way, but in a way that, that it's indispensable. Right? The body suffers when a member is not there. Right? And that, that really is a very strong motivation for sharing the gospel with everyone, because everyone was made to belong to Jesus Christ. Let's go back, Stella, to what you said about it's, uh, you know, you talked about a door-to-door experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that scares the living daylights out of, <laughs> that, that scares the living daylights out of people. Um, but you also said our life is to evangelize. So do you have some examples of just that kind of awareness of um, maybe a prompting of the Holy Spirit um, in just an everyday experience where there you were presented with, you know, I mean, even the door-to-door experience, you didn't know what you would be presented with in the, no. the life of that person. I like how you, how you set the dichotomy is that you have evangelization where you go out intentionally and you're going door-to-door and, or you're, you're talking to strangers in a park or like really going out with that intent. Some people are called to that. I actually think I'm called to that. Um, but the usual way for a lay person is to recognize that they are called to evangelize, but probably in the ordinary setting of their lives, right? And so um, a recent one that happened to me is I just was in a parking lot, and I was putting my groceries into the car, and I just noticed that this man needed extra help with something. Um, I don't even know what it was. I think I just said hello and just making sure, because, you know, you don't want a, a woman to offer to help a man unload his groceries too often, right? But he just seemed like he was kind of struggling with various things that he was working with. And um, I said hello, and we began a conversation. We had a couple things in common. Um, I don't even recall exactly what it was. At some point, he said, well, you know, I, 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 I used to go, well, you know, I really don't go to church that much, right? Somehow it came up. And I was able to just talk to him a bit about what happened. You know, why haven't you been going to the church? And is there some reason? And there really was not a reason. It was just, I didn't go one week, and next thing I knew, years later, had gone by. So I did what I could to encourage him to come back. And um, I don't know that he will come back, but I've been praying for him since then. But that's just like a happen chance encounter. I didn't go out with the day. How I do start my day is to say a prayer, something like, Come, Holy Spirit, help me to be aware of the situations that are presented and to have the courage and confidence to share the gospel in whatever setting it will be. I think, I think your story, though, is a good example of, uh, you know, you, when we're talking about evangelization, you're not always anticipating the dramatic conversion there. Exactly. You're exactly. planting seeds. You don't know necessarily what's going to happen. You plant the seed, and a lot of times you have to walk away from it. And, and sometimes uh, you might be the harvester, too. Right. Yeah, you just don't know. You know, And it's not like uh, uh, you, know, you should be disappointed if you, you, know, you don't have someone you know, uh, ask for baptism right there on the spot kind of thing. <laughs> and it seems like, you have, and I think Jesus says there was a Paul. You would know better than I would tell of it. You know, there's 
one, you know, sows the seeds, another waters, another provides sunshine, you know, fertilizes and harvests. I mean, it's not just, you know, one person may or may not do all of that for another person, but as a, as the body of Christ, um, we kind of take on those different roles and, and we might have, you know, we might be a sower in one uh, relationship and we might be, you know, providing, you know, the sun and the, you know, the water in another relationship for a person, depending on where they are in that um, journey of growth. I think I would just, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break, Mm -hmm. I guess, about just the way that as Catholics, we should have the intentionality of evangelizing, and that will set a course for us. I have a little thing to share with you all on the other side of the break. Okay, we're coming up on the break, and I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live Our guest is Stella Jeffrey, and we're talking about evangelization, and we'll be taking up the discussion on the other side of the break. And after that, that, we're going to have a couple who's going to talk about a five-year journey that they took, and where did it lead them? And uh, find out. Stay tuned. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging. And live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. I'm Doreen Canelli. I'm here with my husband, Jack, and a friend, Stella Jeffrey, who's talking to us about evangelization. I just want to apologize for kind of going off script because we're <laughs> friends. It's like I go into my 
friendship conversation zone, and it, <laughs> and it can be dangerous. Um, but so anyway, so thank you so much for being here. Um, before the break, you said that you had a story that you wanted to share that has a, to do with intentionality in evangelization. Yep. It was basically we had set up the idea that we can either, you know, go, go door to door or just be rather ordinary about what we, the encounters that we have in the day. And I had said that a way to go about this is to be intentional, right? If we have the desire to share our faith with other people and we express that to start our day, right, that these opportunities will, will be available. So I just kind of wrote down a little bit of note to myself, like, well, how do I do this? Like, what, how do I do my day, right? I start my day and I really, if I remember, not remember, but just the morning prayer and have that time, right? I say, you know, help me, Holy Spirit, to be aware, to slow down, to watch, right? To have the courage and just that general intention to do that sort of thing. So I think if anybody right now is listening, right, they could think to themselves, who might I encounter? How might I start, right? And that name of person that is popping into your mind is probably a person you should at least begin to pray for, right? Ask, ask the Holy Spirit to do His work, and then ask the Holy Spirit to help you do your work in sharing the gospel. Because the truth is that the laity, we, we go places that the priests are not going to be going to, right? And it really is the only way the world's going to come to to the Father, right, is through the hands of all of us working together. And aren't we all called to evangelize? Yes, absolutely. I, that's a that's be part of the intentionality, right, is that we are called, like, be convinced that if you don't share the gospel, who is going to? Think of your circle of friends. Maybe your circle of friends, they're all Catholics and believers, but think a little beyond that. What about your coworkers? I bet you can say, oh, yeah, they don't go to church. They do, right? You know a little bit of how about your neighbors? You know, how about the people that you encounter in the stores? You know, who, who is going to church? Who knows Jesus Christ? You know, who is living their life in a way like that? We all know people. And if you know those people, and, you, and even just so small, it's like, if you don't share the gospel with them, who is going to? Who really is going to? Isn't just going to happen. You know, it's going to happen through someone. And why is that? That someone could be you. Right. There's there's an old expression that sometimes you hear when somebody makes a fabulous dessert. And it's it's too good not to share. Absolutely. And then I find out that that fabulous dessert is going over to somebody else's house, not mine. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's kind of like that should kind of be our, our attitude about the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's too good not to share. Right, and and if you're thinking, well, it's, it's I don't know that I really experience my relationship with Jesus Christ like that, or with the Holy Spirit, or with the Father, right, or with the saints, or with Mary, that they don't really seem real. It's just kind of a thing I do on Sundays. Start praying. Ask Jesus to help you to know Him, because He desires to be known and loved like He knows and loves you. Well, you know, but the idea of evangelizing is kind of... Uh... Uh, frightening why is that to some people I, you know just the idea of i'm going out to talk to somebody about jesus christ you know <laughs> but there are other ways of doing it is there are there not well and still you talked about you know praying great i mean it's essential we have to pray we have to ask god to um, open our eyes and to fill us with his love so we have his love to share with other other people um but and it's scary like you said jack 
but I know people that, you know, are afraid, and I am mm-hmm. in that group. But when I experience it, when it happens, when God puts that person on my path and I respond to the Holy Spirit, there is nothing more exciting to share with other people what what happened, mm-hmm. you know, in well, that situation. Yeah, what I was trying to get at is the idea that some people are called, like Stella said, you know, she feels she's called to go knock on doors. Right. Sometimes you know, it's a literal knock on doors. Yeah, literally, yeah. And there are, there are other ways of evangelizing that aren't necessarily... You know, so uh, dramatic, if you will. Right. Intentional. It could yeah. even be something, as this is coming to mind. Uh, so I have a Facebook account. <laughs> Please, <laughs> nobody hunt me down, right, and send me all kinds of messages, right? But you can. You can ask me questions. But I, I noticed someone pop up that I thought, gosh, I haven't, I haven't talked to them for years. I, and I have a wide group of people that are on my Facebook associates, right? And I thought, you know... Like, literally, it might have been seven, eight years. Well, she, she just kind of weighed on my heart in my mind, right? And so I, the next day, I thought, you know, the fact that I'm still thinking about her, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to go back and see if I can't reconnect, right? And, and start up a relationship again, right? So that, those sorts of things really, I can't probably get into all the details of that, but that really was an obedience to what the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart, Right, and there's a fruitfulness that comes comes from that, right? And being able to share the gospel with someone in that way. So going door to door is one vision, but you could like go Facebook person to Facebook person, or LinkedIn to LinkedIn, or however these things all work. Right? There's ways to intentionally reach out when the Holy Spirit puts those people on your minds and hearts too. That's a, another very simple way to do it. You know, I love that because it kind of connects back to the last segment with Father Duke. You're talking about how, you know, our addictions to social media can become very negative. And, but if we flip it, like you're saying, Stella, and say, I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to look for friends I haven't reached out to in a long time and intentionally offer them some love. On- right. It wasn't even that intentional. I, it would, I would put it into the category of my, open, my morning prayers are to be aware, mm-hmm. right? It was that I noticed this person and then they just sort of remained in my heart and thoughts for the next day or so and then went back went back but you could do it that way too where you were really searching out people and mm-hmm. and you know looking for who to share the gospel with mm-hmm. you could look at people's postings and and what they sh- share right and maybe you <laughs> talk about some of the things father paul dukeshire shared in the last segment and you know um of of being positive, and I don't know what he said. I don't want to get too mm-hmm. Aquarius or whatever it is there, but it's basically to to let good things come in and put good things out. Right? We can be intentional about in putting good things out as well, and that could be the first step for some people. Right? Is for there to be a true comment. Right? And then after you have this truth that's shared, maybe there's an openness to coming to know who who is truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus tells you that. Or tells us right that we that he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? We can help people step by step. We have to meet them where they're at, right? To to know that you know what life does not have to be like this. There is a plan here, and it is it is glorious, and it is good, and it is it is a life of of joy, right? Uh, we all could, I'm included too. We can all get caught up in that negativity as well. But in the end, right. We've been designed for a life that is 
incomprehensible to us at this particular we get glimpses of it but it's just beyond anything we can imagine so true and uh, god desires it for us and you know in that we we should desire that for for others as well mm -hmm. okay Stella. i happen to know of a practice that you have that's oh. semi-intentional <laughs> so would you tell our listeners about filling your car with gas <laughs> <laughs> okay so it isn't just with gas, it's with really any store encounter, right? So whatever process or thing that you need to take care of. But do the gas go. thing, because the gas thing is kind of exceptional, I think. So okay, well, so you go, I fill gas, right? I go in and hand the credit card, and you you basically just set it up so that they have an opportunity to talk about their face. So I, I will say, hey, did I see you at Holy Spirit Catholic Church? Right. And the person, inevitably, we're, maybe it's because we're in the Midwest, will say, oh, no, I, I don't go to church. Or, oh, no, I go to Hope, right? Or, oh, yeah, well, mm, I don't really do that church thing. One person said to me once, she said, uh, she goes, yeah, I used to be a Catholic, but they said that dogs can't go to heaven. And when my dog died, I just decided to leave, right? She, that's what I mean by it. Like a, those are big statements. Mm. And if you go at times that are not busy, like don't go at 7.30 in the morning to the gas station because they won't have time to talk, right? But if you go at 2-ish in the afternoon, like nobody's there, right? So that, that's a little, is that the story you're thinking of? It, is, it wasn't, you know, the, the thing that I was thinking of was that you don't pay at the pump. Oh, you, I never pay at the pump. You go in because there's an opportunity for an, encountering a real person exactly. when you go in. And, and, then, and then you're fun... Didn't I see you at Holy Spirit Church on Sunday? Right. <laughs> or just, there's a way to, just like, you look it's, a little bit familiar, right? And mm -hmm. you could say, well, that that is not true, right? But it's amazing to me how familiar everyone kind of looks, because I see a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all right to say, is there any chance that we saw each other? You could say a different question. Is there any chance that we saw each other at Holy Spirit Catholic Church? Right or whatever church you go to, that I saw you at Immaculate Heart of Mary, mm -hmm. that I saw you at St. Anthony's, right? Whatever church you're going to say, there's, there's no reason you can't just like have a question. Like I said, people are, I think that in their heart of hearts, they're eager to talk about religion, but who are they going to talk to? Well, yeah, for one thing, you, you don't know if the person is going to be, you know, uh, receptive to a discussion like that, you know, and talking religion with, you know, somebody is... It's kind of a, a reaching out into the dark. It is. You can also like watch and be observant of the people in your life too, right? It is. It's easy to tell when someone is troubled, mm -hmm. right? It's easy to tell when someone needs help, right? And you say, you know, are, are you all right, right? I see. I see some tears, right? Just well, maybe I can say a little prayer with you right now. If they say no, that's all right. Okay. You just say a prayer later. Well, thank you, Stella. We've coming up on a hard break here, and so I just want to say you're listening to Real Presence Live, and stay tuned, and we'll be talking to a couple who's been on a five-year journey, and we'll tell you where it landed them. Thanks, Stella, for being with us today. Thank you.